0: Welcome back from the Desk of low. I have with me somebody who's coming off a fire EP. Somebody who just freestyled his interview with Sway in the Morning. Uh, classic. Um, I have with me somebody I found through Kid Vicious, so a salute to Vicious for this one. I have with me, Tore. What up, what
1: up, what up, what's good?
0: Yeah, how you doing, sir? I'm feeling great, man.
1: Can't complain. How are you?
0: Man, I'm just, you know, chilling in the studio after work. You know, I just knocked out one interview waiting on you, sir. And then you were right on time. I appreciate the the punctuality. Yeah, yeah, no, I appreciate your time. So I want to make
1: sure you're giving me your time. I want to make sure I'm right on time for you.
0: Thank you very much about that. So um, I'd like to talk about your debut record, if that's okay, for the record. Okay, right up. So how long did it take you to complete that album? Because I seen in your interviews like that's your first like debut like you, you consider that your debut album. Yeah, for the record, um that was like my official debut album. I have projects that came out prior to that, um two thousand nine, the
1: double barrel with Marco Polo uh, 2008's Daily Conversation which was pretty much my breakthrough mixtape but those projects were just kind of like warming me up you know what I'm saying like kind of getting me introduced to the people and getting acclimated to the climate and the business um, for the record is the record that I have been wanting to make my whole life it was the producers that I wanted to work with it was the introduction that I really wanted to have and the conversation I wanted to start my my solo album career off with with the people Um so I mean to answer your question how long did it take it took my whole life up to that point to get to for the
0: record. Yeah, because when I listen to tracks like Panorama, like, it actually feels, because I've never been to New York, but when I listen to records like Panorama, it actually, it makes me feel like I'm actually walking through the streets of New York when I hear that record. <laughs>
1: That's dope. I, I, I said that to somebody recently. I was like, when you hear my music, I want you to feel like, you know what I mean? You're just crossing the Brooklyn Bridge. I want you to feel like you're on a train, you on the F train, you know what I mean? 11 a.m., no, 11 p.m., you know what I'm saying Like. In February, you know what I mean? It's yeah. a little brisk in the air. Your yeah. hoodie tied tight. Your trims is on. You know what I mean? That's what when you press play on a touré song. That's what I wanted to
0: feel like. And New York's like always been one of my favorite places, and I hope to travel there one day. Um, so, when you get inspired for like songs like that, do you like take your headphones and instrumentals and just walk around? Like, I'm just wondering, like, how you get inspired still? Because you've been around for a while. Um. But yeah, but I don't. I don't
1: create unless I'm inspired. So. You know, I don't know how to answer that question um, because I get inspired by life. I get inspired by living. I get inspired by traveling. I get inspired by my family. And that's really the only time that I go in and create music is when I'm creating off the inspiration. So it's not like I'm I'm listening to a beat trying to force myself to be inspired. I only turn the beat on once the inspiration hits
0: okay i see so when um you can first can, so just so i'm right i'm right so correct me if i'm wrong sir you came on the scene in 1996
1: right um not really i think my debut project oh like
0: no I no think, no like when you like, when you first started rapping and everything but
1: yeah that was like demos and yeah you know yeah like I've been exactly since i was a kid you know what i'm saying like putting out demos and doing stuff in the neighborhood. You know, but, like, really, my professional foray began, like, in in the late 2000s. Uh,
0: so, like, um, <clears throat> this is what I'm always curious about artists. Like, do you have, like, any of your old demos and tapes, like, around from, like, 1996? And then you go back and listen to them to just be like, damn, like, that was me. <laughs>
1: Funny enough, about uh, maybe seven, eight months ago, somebody posted online a red foray demo. And I didn't think that it was actually going to be a foray demo. I thought it might have been an old song or something that you know that I put I, I I did a verse with somebody that never came out, but it was really like from the first records that I ever recorded back in Coney Island with my man Children. So like somebody must have found uh old dat or, or something was But there's definitely some tourists that most floating around. So when I heard that I was instantly just taking it back to that moment and what it was like creating in that time, uh, as compared to how I create music now. Um so yeah, they have awesome I'm
0: totally demos out there that I can still check out. So, like, so I also was seen a, in an interview, too, when you first started being taking a rapper as a job and you started talking about transi- transitioning from having a paycheck every two weeks to where if you don't bust your ass, you don't get nothing. And I'm like, I'm wondering, like, um, how was that situation for you? Like, transitioning from a security blanket into, like, living your dream. Um, and it's, it's, it's scary, you know, it's
1: exciting, it's, um, invigorating, but it's also depleting, you know, it's like just understanding that, like, every move that you make, every decision that you make, you know, every, the, the amount of work that you put in is what is going to be what you get out of it, and maybe sometimes you won't get your full investment, you know, but just understanding that that's what it takes to make it, that's what it takes to start to journey out and live your dream, and, that's what it takes for you to really be, you know, really truly be a, a professional, to be an MC, is to get out there and give it your all. So, you know, yeah, stepping away from just the security of, of having a job or stepping away from the security and knowing that there was a check coming um, was definitely um, scary. But at the same time, I couldn't imagine, you know, how scared I would be if I never gave it a shot.
0: And it's all about the right situations you put yourself in in life, right?
1: Absolutely,
0: always. So i seen seen um, one of your favorite rappers shout at you out, Redman. I was wondering, how was that feeling for you?
1: Oh, man, crazy. It was crazy. You know, I mean, I, I grew up, like any hip-hop head, you know, a big Redman fan. Um, always enjoyed his albums, always enjoyed, you know, his energy on stage and the way he delivered and performed. And growing up, he's one of my favorites. You know, Redman is arguably in my, I don't want to say top five, but definitely in my top MC, I don't like to put a number on it, but definitely in my top MCs of all time, so, you know, just walking out of the interview, doing promo and press for all praises due, pulling out my phone and seeing so many notifications and messages, and when I link back to what it was, you know, just seeing Red Man ride out to one of my favorite records, which was produced by Pete Rock, you know, that was just like a really, really... Full circle moment, um, but it let me know that I was out here doing the right thing. And, you know, my favorite MC is vibing out to the music that I'm making, and I think
0: I'm doing all right. Do you get, like, a, a lot of responses from Entitled? Because um, I'll say that's your best work. I love that album, like Imperial Sound and the record of Pharaoh Monk. Like, oh, those records are. Oh, I'm really glad that you put me onto that uh, record, sir. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's. Um, yeah, I would say that's my favorite album
1: of mine to do entitled. You know, it's the last album that I put out. It's the last full body of work, complete thought that I put out. And, um, you know, I, I, I put my all into creating that project. I wanted it to be a continuation of where i left left on for the record, um, but still pushing the conversation forward. Um, and I put a whole lot into that project, so I'm glad that you like get you
0: received it like that. Because, like, <clears throat> you're an artist who, like, puts out a complete body of work, opposed to throwing singles out here and there. And I'm wondering, like, what, what's the inspiration to make a full body of work as opposed to just throwing singles out here and there? Um, just, you know, the
1: time that I the time of music that I came up in and the people that I am inspired by, you know, was about an album. It was about putting out a full body of work. It was about you know having a complete thought out there, top to bottom, and telling the story. So, you know, although today's market is probably a lot more singles-driven, you know, the music and the people that inspired me to do it put out amazing albums and full bodies of work, and so that's what I'm going to continue to
0: do. So, uh, this is another question, too, that I always wondered with artists, too. When you work with somebody like a DJ Premier, Pete Rock, or Sean Price, like R.I.P. Sean Price, but when you have, like, a finished track, like, do you tell anyone right away who wasn't in the session, or do you just kind of like surprise everybody who doesn't know about records like that? Like, with hey, like, when, the, like, during the recording process? I
1: mean, my, my, I think my circle is pretty tight, so not too many people know who, what I'm recording um, until it's ready to be permitted to be to the world. Um, so, yeah, not a lot of people know who I'm in the studio working with, you know, just my circle is tight and the people that need to know know, you know, I don't really make a a, a a vast production of it or like a grand announcement about anything. It's just when the album comes out and you read through the line of notes and you read through the track list they will see some of your favorites right next to me um, in the studio cooking up. But I don't, I don't ever really announce it.
0: Oh no, I mean like, like, like to like your family or anything like that. Like great right, when you finish the track. Nah, like, no, that, I don't
1: say they, They're not really, you know, it's like, no Nah they're not really on it like that You know what
0: I'm saying Like I don't I was like Yo I just came from the studio With Pete Rock Nah that's not really You yeah. know Oh okay So like you, So you So you You keep it separate So like that's very good Cause you treat it like your job And then that's how Some people should They treat their job And their work life Completely different I mean their job And their home life different Yeah I guess so I don't know if anybody Would have
1: to share That same excitement You know what I'm saying Like I make I make hip-hop for the heads, you know what I'm saying? So, like, when the heads get it, they receive it, they love it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's um, definitely, I'm not, like, running home to tell my kids, like, yo, know, I was in the studio with Large Pro today. And like, <laughs> that's cool.
0: Well, like, these people produce for, like, Nas and the Greats. Like, like, I, like that doesn't, like... Oh, no, I, I get it. I mean, I'm always that
1: excited. I just, you know, like, just to answer that question, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I don't... You know, it's not too many people that I'm... Associated with like
0: that, that would have that same feeling about it. Okay, so like, um, this is somebody who inspired me a lot because I used to listen to his podcast a lot when I was just like down or just needed something to do. Um, you appeared on the Combat Jack show many, like, multiple times, and I'm wondering how do you know Combat Jack? Because, like, man, I, I really miss hearing new Combat Jack episodes.
1: Um, no, he was somebody that um that I met a lot later on in life, but, you know, wrestling keeps that. combat. Um, just somebody I had an instant connection with, you know, like a real bond, like a real brotherhood. He was a really genuine dude. Um, I think that shined through in his personality and his conversation. And people that love him for his podcast and love him for what he contributed to the culture, you know, I think that was just a fraction of who, who Reggie was as a person, and I think that's why his impact is still so strongly felt. Um, but yeah, man, he's, he's somebody that I really genuinely love that I had um, a great relationship with. he's somebody I considered a brother, you know, and losing him was devastating, you know, and I'm so glad that we do have these combat jack podcasts that we can go back to. I do have photos and videos and moments that I can go back and reflect on, you know, because although
0: it wasn't enough time, it was a time that we had. And so I just, you know, I just cherish all those memories. Do you have, like, any favorite memories that, that really stick out with combat? Uh,
1: any favorite memories? I mean, we always had a good time. You know, whether, whether we were out at a A3C or South by Southwest, or whether we were just sitting somewhere in Brooklyn over a coffee or, you know, out to dinner after the Brooklyn Hip Hop Festival. Like, we, we always got a chance to just chop it up. You know, I would call him. He would sometimes call me while he was riding around, and he would hear my radio sound. He would call me and just say, yo, man, I'm, I'm listening, man. You sound so good and you're so natural. And, you know, just like continue to give me that encouragement. And sometimes he probably just didn't even know, like, I might have been having a terrible day or a bad moment. And, you know, just hearing from him and, and just his, his vibe and his energy would always lift my spirits.
0: Well, you know, he's somewhere bumping his head to all praises due.
1: Man, I, I hope so. I hope so. That's 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 amazing to hear.
0: Um, can you remember, like, your first big look that you ever got, sir? My first big look? Like, in the industry, like, um, like, the first... Right, right, right. Yeah, no, I just wanted to make you look. Oh, sorry, um, sorry.
1: Who was my first big look? Um, I remember my buddy hitting me and telling me that my video was on Not Right. And I was like, who the fuck was
0: on
1: Not Right? It's crazy. And I was like, word, that's dope. And I was like, what's Not Right? Like, I didn't even know. With that, um, shout out to SK of course, who I know well now, but you not know, even know what that blog was or, or what it meant to be on it. You know, I just put out some dope music and I didn't even send it or submit it or anything like that. The video just made its way there because he really liked it. Eskin really liked it. And I remember like that moment, obviously sitting in BMB Studios, the headquarters studios, with DJ's man while he was making the beat, or right after he finished making the beat to get it done. And, Writing out, you know, when that record came out, you know, I think overnight it really changed your people's perception of me or people's response to me or the way people interacted with me um, because Premier Gone is so much respect that um, people respect who he works with. You know, if he respects you enough to go in the studio and cook up with you, do, I think people are just going to talk to you a little bit different.
0: Well, you're an MC. Like, you're the definition of MC. Like, you know, the producer is going to recognize talent when it sees it. That's right. Thank you. Hey, I can't. I can't lie on that one, sir. <laughs> hey, so um, <laughs> so I actually found you through my first guest. Um, because I always look up stuff that he's putting out. Because that was my first guest ever. I'm just wondering, how do you know Kid Vicious?
1: Um, I know Vicious. I mean, obviously him being a Royce's brother and being a huge Royce uh, Um, I was not really introduced to him from Royce's music, but I know we did a record. Um with a young lady by the name of Adila, where we both were on her record. Um, and Vicious got so busy on that joint, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's super dope. Somebody that I've seen out performing, you know, he gives a great uh, great presentation of energy on stage and great delivery. Um, you know, that's pretty much the extent of our relationship. Definitely not somebody I would say is a homie, you know, but somebody that definitely have tons of respect for his craft.
0: Oh, okay. Like, see, like, I'm just, I'm just starting to learn, like, the in and outs, right? So, I'm just, like, I'm just curious about it all.
1: Yeah, 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 no, no, no he's, somebody, you know, he's from Detroit. Somebody I'm passing, that we might see each other at a show and all that. So, always just mutual respect and love. But not somebody I have, like, a really strong relationship
0: with. Oh, okay. Have you ever been to Canada?
1: Have I been to Canada? My first... Time I ever left the United States of America, or the second time I ever left the United States of America was a month long tour in Canada with Marco Polo, at it, uh, in
0: and um, added, what, and what, what was your idea of Canada? How, how was it like? Um, I didn't
1: know too much about Canada prior to going there, um, but after going, you know, I had a great time. The tour was amazing. I met some really cool people. I, I found out that I had some fans there. Um, and obviously on an album with Marco Polo after that, you know, and trying to get in there. Um, just being able to see so many different
0: places, and, you know what I'm saying, like meet so many cool people it was dope. Okay. Well, because like, um, Canada loves bars and you definitely got bars. Thank you, man.
1: Thank you. Shout out <laughs> to everybody up there in Canada, all over.
0: I ain't even gonna front. I got that interview uh, with Sway saved in my phone because I was like, yeah, that was actually catchy. <laughs> Thank you. So, um, when you, because I, I know that, um, yeah, would you say like you're one of the first rapper media personalities? Like, because I know you have a show on Sirius Satellite Radio, and I'm wondering, like, would you say you're one of the pioneers to that?
1: Um, I think Bill Button actually he used to do a, a radio show, the morning show a Hot ninety seven years ago while he was still on Def Row. So he's like the first person. I mean, obviously, three is the rap too. A lot of people don't know that. So he's probably like one of the first people that I saw be able to do it well. But I think that I'm like the only person who's
0: navigated both simultaneously and do both at a really high level. Yeah, like yeah, that's exactly what I mean. Like you're doing it both, but you're like you're not just sucking in one level. Like you're actually talented both lanes.
1: Thank you. Yeah, I, I want to kind of be. The pioneer of that, like, ushering that in, like, you know, you can be a high-level media personality, you can be a top-tier caliber MC, and do it at the same time. You know, I think it's been unprecedented up until this point, but, um, if I'm not here to call out a new lane, then what am I here for?
0: That's very true. So, like, um, I was wondering this, too, because this is a question I ask all my guests, like, near the end of the episode, um, do you have any words for someone in a dark place trying to see the light?
1: Man, um, it gets greater later. You know, um, tough times don't last. Tough people do. And although that's a cliche, if you really break down those words, it's a true start. You know, you, you can always dig your way out of any hole. You can always get to the light at the end of the tunnel. The reason to make it through cool is if you stop. And if you stop yourself from making it through, that's the only thing that's going to prevent you from making it through. So you know, whatever it is that you believe in, whatever it is that you look to for inspiration, to hope, you really, really lean in on it, you know, and let it and let it guide you through the dark times. But they just don't last forever. And just be mindful of that, you know, like your toughest days are behind you once the twenty-four hour clock goes. And so, just keep pushing, just keep striving.
0: I hope somebody takes that advice and runs with it. That was probably the best time I got so far.
1: Thank you. Yeah, man. You know, man. I know. I mean, I mean, we've all been in tough, dark places and had hard times. You know what I'm saying? And some obviously others more than others. But um, you know, you just got to keep persevering and fighting through. And you know, you love yourself. Know that other people love you as well. And um, you can, you can make it through anything.
0: For um people who don't know, uh Torrey's got an EP out with beats by with praise called All Praises due. I advise everyone to go take to check out that take notes track. That's fire.
1: Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Yeah, shout out to the homie Praise. Uh he produced the whole project top to bottom. Um amazing producer, uh amazing human being, great dude. I'm, I'm fortunate to be able to work with him. Um and I think we got a nice body of work out there together.
0: Would you would you say like you would do more in the future, like a full album?
1: Possibly. Possibly. I mean, praise to somebody that, you know, um, barring anything happening to either of us, somebody that I probably work with, you know, for the duration of my career, just because we have great chemistry. Uh, we have a great rapport with one another. You know, he's super talented. And, um, you know, I, I don't, it doesn't matter. Like, I put praise on albums with, DJ Premier and rock you're not, tonight, Wonder, you know, like, you got dope beats, your beats are going to sit right next to the best to ever do it. You know what I'm saying? I don't ever discriminate. You know, the same thing with, like, a young Eric T who's now Grammy-nominated and part of those Soul Town, You know, I had Eric Tee on my project in 2008, you know, because I thought he made dope beats, and I thought he deserved the shot to be next to those guys that he idolized. So, you know, like, to me, if you got that dope, I want to cook up.
0: So like, if you if no one ever heard of your music, what was the top project that you would put them on to?
1: Uh, if no one ever heard of my music, it varies because I get so many. You know, some people really love Marco Polo and I together on Double Barrel. Some people really love Battle Brothers with me Sky Zoo. Some people love and swear by Entitled. You know, some people think Daily Conversation, my debut mixtape, was my best body of work. So. um, I would say, man, I really love the Entitled album. You know, I think that that shows my versatility, uh, songwriting ability, um, rapping ability, storytelling ability. I think it kind of encompasses all the different pieces and layers to Torrey. So if I could give you one album to ride out with, I would say 10 out of
0: Yeah, I was going to say that's my favorite album by you.
1: Appreciate it.
0: Hey, um, is there anything that you'd like to plug, sir, before I let you go?
1: All praises due out right now. All praises due out right now. Right now, all praises due is out. You can Google it. You can go to the website, com. Definitely check for me at Torre on Instagram, Twitter. That's T O R A E. Um, you can find everything there. If you follow me for more than two posts, you'll pretty much have it all figured out. But um, yeah, check out the new EP out right now. Produced by the homie Praise, bars by the homie Torr. If you really rock
0: with hip-hop, need that. And with that being said, that's another episode from the Desk of Low featuring Torrey. Appreciate you, sir.
1: Lowe, thank you, man.
0: Peace and love. Peace. Um.